Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Because someone has to say it, and no one does it better than Inez Says. Hi, hello, and welcome back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Thanks so much for being here today. You can find the podcast and Apple Podcast. You can find it there in Spotify. And, of course, right there on the front page of the WDBO app. And I invite you to join me every single weekday morning for Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580. Be sure to stream us there in the WDBO app. So as I click on my microphone here in the WDBO studios, it's Wednesday morning, May 10th. And I've got to mention this. It's shortly after 10 o'clock. And then we're going to move on and talk about the main topic of conversation today. But I thought it was interesting because here you had House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer holding his news conference this morning in D.C., detailing with bank records in hand tens of millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars that were directed, as he says, to then Vice President Joe Biden and his family. Tens of millions of dollars from foreign governments like China, Romania. And again, Comer has the bank records to prove it all. All the LLCs that were created by the Bidens to try to weave this tangled web. And I'm sitting here in the studio watching this news conference and my phone was blowing up with text alerts. No, not about the very real possibility now that the current president of the United States is at the very least, the very least, a very rich, unethical shakedown artist, and at the very worst, is guilty of treason and may indeed be compromised by a foreign government like China. Heavy stuff, right? Heavy stuff. Like, this is a bombshell story that Congressman Comer just put forward to the American public. And I'm sitting here staring at the TVs in my studio, watching my phone, and and all of a sudden ABC News breaks into regular programming to tell me not about what Comer is doing, by the way. ABC breaks in to tell me that Congressman George Santos from New York is being indicted on 13 counts, including seven counts of wire fraud. Not saying that that's a big story, but ABC News breaking into programming for like 15 to 20 minutes to tell me about this guy Santos, a little known Republican congressman who, let's tell it like it is, he's a con artist. We've known that from the start. I have no idea why his constituency didn't know it, but we've known this from the start. This guy's a bad dude. But this is the story that ABC News spent so much time on? This is the story that CNN and MSNBC went wall-to-wall for? George freaking Santos? Meanwhile, Fox News was the only major network, the only network, to cover the Comer News Conference beginning to end. This is amazing to me. Like, I get it. Corporate media is an extension of the Democrat Party. I think we all understand that. But they also have to fake it at times, don't they? They have to fake being real journalists. And one would think that the Comer story about the Biden family taking millions upon millions of dollars from adversarial governments would be of top interest. And yet they're going to spend 20 minutes telling me what an idiot George Santos is. 
look, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I don't play one on the radio. I don't play one on my podcast. But I got to tell you, man, I find this real. I find the timing of this really, really interesting. Congressman Comer holds his news conference at 9 a.m. And at the same time, at the very same time, the DOJ announces that Santos is indicted on 13 counts. Curious? It is to me. I wonder who made the decision to indict Santos at the same time that Comer was doing his deal. Attorney General Merrick Garland, maybe somebody in the White House. The timing is fascinating as well. But let's move on. I'm sure I'll have much to say about what James Comer said on Wednesday morning. But now here on the Inez Says Podcast, I want to delve into the culture wars here in America, and in particular, Bud Light. Bud Light sales continue to struggle here in the United States. And today I catch up with Anson Frerichs. Anson is a former Anheuser-Busch executive, and I begin by posing this question. Is tripling the advertising money for this summer going to get Bud Light out of this malaise that they've made for themselves here? What do you think? Hey, Scott, thanks for having me. And unfortunately, I don't think that it is because this is a consumer-led boycott. Consumers are upset with Anheuser-Busch right now. And when you have successful boycotts, they're successful for two reasons. The first off is when consumers have easily accessible substitutes. And secondarily, when consumers believe that they're having impact. And right now in the beer industry, you know, unfortunately, Bud Light from most consumers is relatively indistinguishable from Miller Light or Coors Light or Yingling. It's water, hops, it's beer. And most consumers can't necessarily tell the difference. And all those beers are priced the same. And, of course, there's thousands of microbreweries around the country where consumers have choice. Mm. And then secondarily, consumers are seeing the impact on a weekly basis. I mean, weekly, there are sales numbers that are reported. And consumers are seeing that Bud Light's down 26%, 27%, 28%. And so, therefore, I think this, this impact is going to sustain. And unfortunately, just doing some advertising isn't going to solve the issue. It's going to solve the issue is Bud Light coming out, being clear about who their consumer is, that they shouldn't have gotten involved in a political situation. That's only going to solve this, not doubling down or tripling down on advertising. Yeah, and I think they tripled down on stupid because the CEO of Anheuser-Busch comes out and says, yeah, it was just one can, right? It was just one can with Dylan Mulvaney. It was one collab deal. It wasn't an ad campaign per se. Anson, did they not know about the divisive culture wars going on in America right now? Or was this truly something that, you know, they thought that nobody would notice? Uh, Scott, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, the, the CEO said this was about misinformation. There's no misinformation. I think the U.S. and where the population is right now, they're very clear that Anheuser-Busch, they put a very politically divisive person on a can. Unfortunately, I think the CEO and the broader Anheuser-Busch organization, the CEO is European, has spent most of his professional career in places like China, has only lived in New York City has not necessarily understood kind of where the U.S. and the U.S. consumer is, and especially the Bud Light consumer. The Bud Light consumer wants things that bring folks together. I mean, Bud Light was remarkably apolitical as a brand, and that's what made it the largest beer brand because it was about sports. It was about music. It was about backyard barbecuing, about things that brought us together. And the CEO just trying to brush to this office saying, hey, guys, it's just one can. What's the big deal? You know, this is like a, a tempest in a pint glass. Mm. I think it's really missed the mark about where sort of the country is culturally and, uh, and politically on this issue. Anson, like you said, there are reports now that Bud Light sales are down some 26% or so from last year at this time, and, and brands like Coors Light, Miller Light are now gaining on Bud Light. Looking at those current trends now, is that sustainable? Because Bud Light was, was the most popular selling beer in, in America. Is, is that sustainable for Bud Light here? 
You know, this is uh, the real problem with these trends is, is for Anheuser-Busch on, their, C, on their, in, their Q1 call last week, their CEO said, hey, guys, you know, these, this only amounts to 1% of our volume globally because Anheuser-Busch is now a large global organization. Who really gets hurt here is the local business owners in the U.S., the local beer wholesalers. They're in every single community, family-owned companies where that's not 1% of their sales because they're not a global organization. There are groups in Orlando specifically, family-owned businesses where Bud Light is 30, 40, 50% of their sales, who it's really not sustainable for is those local wholesalers, those local family-owned businesses. And those are the ones that are unfortunately getting hurt and it's not going to be sustainable for. I mean, globally, Anheuser-Busch, they have operations in China and in Mexico and in Africa, et cetera, that they can weather this out. It's really the local businesses are going to get hurt here, and they're the ones that are really asking for help and support. I agree. I feel badly for those people. You know, I feel badly for the stockers, the truck drivers, the distributors, like you said. So what is going to happen to those two marketing executives that are on leave right now from Bud Light? What do you think will happen to those people? <laughs> yeah, I think I think being on leave is the, is the nice way of mm-hmm. hoping this whole situation goes away and that they can uh, quietly go away in the future. But I think when you put up a marketing campaign that led to a 26% decline in sales, I don't care what the campaign was, that you're not going to have a job. Um, so I think those people, unfortunately, are not going to be back at, uh, at Anheuser-Busch. Um, you know, I'm sure that they'll find another uh, organization in, in, uh, in New York that will gladly have them. But uh, I don't think it's going to be at Anheuser-Busch in the future. Anheuser-Busch now is, is going to throw a lot of marketing money at the brand this summer, as, as we said. We saw Subway kind of get out of a rut after the whole tuna fish debacle a few years ago. They went out and hired a number of sports celebrities to do their uh, their advertising. Do you think that Bud Light will be able to dig itself out of this hole, considering that you had a whole lot of loyal Bud drinkers in America who have sworn off this product? Do you see it ever recovering? Again, I don't see it recovering until Anheuser-Busch comes out and clearly states who Bud Light is for. Because right now, neither the CEO of North America, their global CEO, no one has come out and it specifically addressed who Bud Light is going to be for. Is it going to be for the for the kind of an everyday person that just wants an apolitical brand? Or is it going to be for activists and political organizations? Because right now, it's lost consumers on both sides, on the left and the right. If it would just come out and say, you know what, we screwed up. We did a marketing campaign that was not on brand for Bud Light. It's obviously hurt a lot of its core consumers. We're not going to do it again. We're going to stay out of politics. This is not where Bud Light stands for. Then they can start the road to recovery. I mean, the road to recovery at some point goes through 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 you know, an apology, but they haven't done that yet. Until they do that, I think, unfortunately, they're going to continue to have a decline in sales. Thanks to former Anheuser-Busch executive Anson Frerichs for coming on the Inez Says podcast today. That's going to wrap it up for the podcast. You can find me on the radio every single weekday morning, Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.